Blog Talk Radio. BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. The BBPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BBPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. BETF Executive Director is Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BBPA Education and Technology Foundation. BBPA iRadio, linking business education and technology. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BBPA. Well, hello, everyone. I'm the production assistant for BDPA Blog Talk Radio, and uh, Fran McNeil is running a little late, so she'll be checking in. Today we have talking with us uh, Mr. Perry Carter, Mr. Craig Brown, and Ms. Jackie Johnson. So uh, we hope to start the show momentarily, and um, please uh, please understand and give us a few minutes, and uh Hopefully, we'll be on the air starting soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Everaldo Gallimore here on the um, show. It looks like Miss um, McNeil uh, is having trouble in, so I'm going to start off. Um, I'm going to start off with um, Mr. Craig. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm starting off with Craig Brown, Ph.D. and senior consultant. And um, I'll start off a question with him. So let me say welcome. And um, so let me say welcome, Mr. Brown. And um, I'll start off the first questions. So for our listeners, please tell me what was your vision for the future of PDA. Well, actually, the first question is what attracted you to PDA and uh, what keeps you attractive and involved? Okay. PDPA has a longstanding history for providing its members mm-hmm. and public through community service access to information relative to entering into or advancing within the information technology field. Initially, I was attracted to BDPA as I was a recipient of this information. As I have grown within my career, I advanced 
uh, and develop a similar passion that is equal to the BDPA mission. So it just made sense to work my passion through the very organization that helped me advance myself. I have dedicated personal time reaching out to small groups of people um, doing just what BDPA does, so my involvement just made sense. Mm. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. So what was your vision for the future of BDPA? My vision is primarily directed towards reintroducing BDPA to the public as if um, we were a startup organization. Uh, We have to reclaim the status of technology leaders, um, and in that, the way technology has changed over the years. Uh, BDPA was founded in 1975, and over the years, technology has has transitioned, uh, and BDPA needs to, again, make the transition to the current um, uh, uh, technological advancements and innovations that exist today. So um, I would like to uh, have BDPA once again become the go-to organization for IT career development, IT career shaping and molding and serving as a technology advisor for our communities and small businesses. Mm. Mm. Uh, I like the technology um, advancement piece. We, we always need that and staying on the cutting edge be nice for uh, for us. So what was your um, leadership path within uh, interestingly, uh Interestingly enough, I didn't have a, a, a path. Uh, I served uh, in the Philadelphia chapter when I initially became a member um, in 98, and uh, I was uh, merely a member and a recipient of the help that BDPA provided. Um, I moved to Houston uh, in 2002 uh, and became a member in the Houston chapter um, a few years after that. Uh, so I never served in any leadership roles within the chapters that I I, 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 I served in. However, um, I was a leader in my profession. So um, when time permitted and I reevaluated, uh, you know, my priorities and giving back to my community and, and serving others in this way became a, a priority of mine. Um, I then looked to the organizations that I was affiliated with and and looked for opportunities to lead, and I found the vice, president's, uh, vice presidency, which is what I currently serve as on a national level. Well, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. So are – are there two things that BDPA members should keep in mind when pursuing a career in technology? There are probably more than two, but I'll stick to two. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Today, today it's important to keep as much technology as you can under your belt to become more well-rounded. Um, in the past, it was enough to focus on a very specific discipline. Um, if you were a programmer or a project manager, or, or, or serving those capacities, you could focus on that, become, you know, an expert in that level, and that could, would sustain you, um, you know, as you uh, propel you know, into your career. However, today, that's not enough. Um, the listeners need to understand that the more technology you are familiar with, comfortable with, and even an expert, an expert within, um, the better your chances for landing on your feet when companies downsize, um, 
switching organizations if you see opportunities in, in other organizations or with any organization you currently you work reside in. Um, there's ways to advance, and it's not always in the path in which you you began. So my advice is uh, to 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 claim as much technology experience skill sets as you can, um, and I also would add certifications are also important, um, uh, even more so now than before because it separates the the, the you know the experts from the novices. So that would be what I would recommend. No. Oh. I like that. Uh, I believe in that too. Getting that certification is is, is very important. Um, keeping that, keeping yourself abreast and ready. Uh, so, in the in the remaining minute, um, please share with us one of your final thoughts for our members and sponsors. Um, sure. Um, global markets and recent innovations in technology make for a stronger BDPA. BDPA is still a unique organization that can still help get people from the classroom to the boardroom. Membership will begin to look like any other international organization without having an international address. So technology is a worldwide need now, and uh, local businesses um, uh, and individuals who work in companies should should be more uh, uh, open-minded to uh, the, pro the prospect of working worldwide versus um, in their local communities. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much for that, uh, Mr. Brown, Craig Brown, Ph.D. And um, let me say, say to our listeners that um, I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, I will be talking to Mr. Perry Carter. And um, just give us a moment, and I'm going to run a commercial. I'll be back. Forty-eight seconds. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot again, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown. Okay. Oh no problem. All right. Okay, y'all. Hello, my name is Nikisha Rouse, and I am the VP of Member Services for BDPA New Jersey. On November 8, 2012, we will host our annual awards and scholarship banquet. Our banquet will be held at the Galloping Hill Inn Caterers in Union, New Jersey. Please join us as we celebrate our corporate sponsors, partners, students, as well as our members for another successful year. For more information or to purchase your tickets, please visit our website at www.bdpanewjersey.org. Again, that's www.bdpanewjersey.org. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing everyone there. Okay, everyone, um, sorry about that. Um, we're doing double duty here today, working the boards as well as interviewing. So uh, uh, thanks for hanging there with me. And uh, we'll be talking now to Mr. Perry Carter. Um, and um, Mr. Carter, when you come on, I'll have to ask you to uh, introduce yourself and tell us what you do and um, and that'll be uh, that'll be helpful for me and helpful for our listeners. Mr. Carter, you there? Yes, yes, sir. I'm here. Uh, okay. okay. So, um, uh, 
what is what attracted you? As I asked everybody else, what attracted you to um, to BDPA, and what keeps you actively involved? Well, uh, good evening, everyone, and uh, thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> what attracted me to BDPA, uh, interestingly enough, uh, was radio. And um, I'll go into a little bit about my background as well. Um, I was a student at Temple University in Philadelphia when I heard a radio commercial. And it was um, a group of individuals uh, that wanted to share with the audience. It was uh, WDAS in Philly, and they wanted to share with the audience. Anyone that wanted to know anything about data processing uh, to come on down and attend uh, this meeting. Now, it caught my attention because I was majoring in computer science and political science while I was a student at Temple. So long story short, I did attend the meeting, and I met some of the earlier founders of BDPA as well as BDPA Philadelphia. In that meeting, I met several role models uh, that helped us uh, progress. And from that point on, I then went on to start the student chapter at Temple University. Uh, I co-founded it with uh, the late Juan Knowles. And we held several meetings there, and we still attended the local chapter meetings in Philadelphia because at the time uh, we felt that that was a pretty much a high-growth market segment in the industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so share some of your thoughts on how technology can impact the lives of the uh, future of young people and the black community. Well, it pretty much uh, stemmed from that, that same uh, meeting. At the time, uh, they used the term uh, data processing, but it's uh, we've since uh, used uh, information technology, uh, STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, but what I felt was truly unique about the entire um, meetings and the networking that was provided was the actual camaraderie and the passion that members of BDPA, uh, members of industry that supported us uh, and our schools had with industry. Now, over the years, we saw how technology can impact lives. Um, at the time in Philadelphia, uh, right across uh, the city, uh, Apple Computer launched their first computer at Drexel University. Um, for those that were um, in school at the time, Drexel University was the first college in the country to make it mandatory for incoming freshmen to have computers. And uh, that was when uh, and those students had Apple Macintoshes. Now, those of us over in Temple University, we were still using punch cards, and we were still using, again, the mainframe, but we still were able to collaborate, and I was able to leverage my relationships across uh, the city uh, because I was a student um, at the University of Pennsylvania with the Naval ROTC unit, and we did have some students in Drexel in our unit. So we were able to share information about the industry, some of the new things that were coming aboard, and we were there when we were transitioning from uh, mainframe, punch cards, key to disk, uh, to personal computers. Now, the impact still continues. Um, Right now, we're seeing a transformation in industry where um, even the the meetings that we have today, when we go out and talk to students, um, we still use the term STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, but um, my group, we tend to add an extra E in STEM, and that E uh, is an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. Uh, we are encouraging young men and women now to um, still be well-rounded, uh, make sure they take plenty of um, liberal arts classes, but at the same time, understand the business models of the various opportunities that our industry presents to themselves. 
Um, a few weeks ago, uh, I did attend um, a meeting with um, and George Mason with the National Society of Black Engineers, his student chapter there. And it was interesting. We were able to share some of the information that we currently support with our customers. Now, the irony was I was there with two other companies that work um, in, in my domain, and we currently support uh, the defense industry. But we were able to talk to the students about opportunities that transcend all of the vertical markets and all of the major industries that are out there, uh, which include, um, you know, finance, healthcare, public sector, manufacturing, and education. Oh, okay. So that's very interesting. So what are, or let me, this is what are, but what is unique about your chapter members and uh, um you know, with their leaders and sponsors? Well, here in Washington, as you know, Washington, D.C. is not um, a city uh, or a state, per se. It's a district. And one of the things that makes uh, the Washington, D.C. chapter unique is that if one were to draw a circle around the capital, um, a 50-mile radius, most of the people that live and work within that 50-mile radius are the most influential people in the free world. That being said, um, a lot of the responsibility uh, to promote free market capitalism uh, evolves from the same uh, leadership. Now, that being said, what we found is that even within all branches of government, uh, we also have some of the embassies um, from uh, free nations that work with our organizations, and they also reside in Washington, D.C. The third layer we have are the sponsors that support a BDPA and BDPA DC and our sponsors are first adapters to some of the trends in industry and they support uh, these same customers. Mm -hmm. Now that network of course allows the DC chapter to support other chapters and other organizations where uh, we have direct access to um, representatives in Capitol Hill um, in the Senate and um, the House of Representatives. We also have um, direct access to um, the heads of all of the cabinet-level um, agencies uh, here in Washington, D.C. So when mm -hmm. we are tasked to do so, we can work with other chapters uh, to help cultivate the relationships that are necessary uh, to help capture grants and also some of the um, contracts that uh, we're pursuing that support uh, some of these STEM initiatives. Hmm. Okay, well, gee, thank you very much. That that was very informative. So let me ask you in the remaining minutes, um, could you please share one of your final thoughts for BDPA members? Uh, yes. Uh, one of the thoughts that came from um, – we borrowed this from some of the leadership here at my company. I currently work with uh, CSC, and we are a global IT services provider. Um, 98,000 employees, uh, number 162 in the Fortune 500. And uh, Mr. Dave Zillette, who uh, currently is executive vice president, general manager of our national public services, we currently have a quote from him, and he's told us that uh, leadership is a contact sport. Now, what he meant by that was Leadership being a contact sport means that BDPA members, members of any organization, uh, we have to go out and meet your customer. You have to go out and work with your community. And that's one of the, I would say, remarks that I would leave with um, the listening audience today is to go out, engage, and work with your community, work with your company, um, work with your church or schools, um, and help them 
during the uh, transformation process because we're now moving in a society where we are now working 100% in an information economy. And now toward that end, uh, we do have uh, events that are coming up here in the Washington, D.C. area. And, of course, uh, as Dr. Brown alluded to earlier, um, the national conference next year will be in Washington, D.C., and as Dr. Brown mentioned, uh, 1970, 1975, BDPA started. So we will be ha- hosting uh, the 35th anniversary conference. Uh, BDPA is older than that, but it's our 35th anniversary conference. And concurrently, the Washington, D.C. chapter will be celebrating its 35th year. And uh, we have um, events that lead up to that. Uh, this week, um, the Washington Association of Black Journalists is having uh, an event with our sponsor, uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Uh, they are the chap- they are BDPA DC's 2012 Chapter of the Year. Um, on the 29th, we have Prince George's Community College. They have a cyber forensics uh, program uh, that members of BDPA will be attending. On November 1st, uh, the chapter will have an open house also at Prince George's Community College. On the 7th, we're having our 30th anniversary kickoff, and that's going to be our national and local fundraiser for our awards program for both cyber and STEM programs. And then to close out the year, we have an annual Pancake Alumni Dinner uh, at IHOP. But what we do is we host uh, young men and women who are student chapter members who used to be in our high school computer competition program or IT showcase program. Uh, We have a pancake dinner with them, find out uh, what they want to do next summer. We try to lock in the internships and scholarships for them. So we maintain, uh, keep that pipeline moving, and we also want to make sure that we uh, take care of the troops. And our final event uh, that really kicks off next year uh, is going to be uh, with uh, the Black Engineer of the Year Awards, and that's going to be in Washington, D.C. next year, February 7th at the Marriott Warburton Park Hotel. And BDPA will have, uh, not only will we will have a booth there, but we also will have uh, some workshops there in conjunction with that event. Oh, wow. That's very informative, and thank you for filling us in on those many events. Um, so, um, yeah, it sounds very exciting, and um, you have uh, quite a few things. Will you be attending uh, all of these uh, events uh, yourself? and? Uh, as much in, as in, in one capacity or, or another, yes. Uh, we, we do have a communications <laughs> committee. We have um, uh-huh. we have elections coming up uh, for this year, so we uh, hope to have a new administration coming aboard next year uh, uh-huh. for the local chapter. Mm-hmm. Well, so yes, short answers. Yes, uh, we, we we will yeah. be attending, and our our goal is again to leverage the relationships that we have with other nonprofits because many of them uh, you mentioned about uh, what's unique about Washington. A lot mm-hmm. of the national offices of some of the nonprofits that we will work with, uh, for instance, the Washington Association of Black Journalists, uh, their parent organization is the National Association of Black Journalists. And mm-hmm. the reason why we tie in with them because we need more writers, we need more authors, and tech writers, we need the journalism community to uh, work with us uh, to help tell our story, to help promote our industry, uh, not only within industry, but also within our communities. So that is why we are now establishing uh, stronger ties with our respective chapters of uh, the National Association Mm -hmm. of Black Journalists. Well, thank you, and I am sure uh, those writers, uh, if they're listening, uh, will keep, uh, just, just so you hear it here, keep in mind. Um, there's need for you. Okay, so thank you so much, Mr. Carter, and um, I'm going to uh, go on to um, Ms. Jackie Johnson, and um, 
uh, Ms. Johnson, um, I'm going to, well, well, at first I'm going to go to a commercial for one of our sponsors, and I'll be back in a few minutes. And um, again, thank you, Mr. Carter. And uh, uh, keep listening, and uh, I'll be back. Thanks a lot. Thank you. The DDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding DDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash DDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash DDPA. Okay, so. I have uh, Ms. Jackie Johnson, Director of Corporate Information and Security Global Services of Procter & Gamble Company. So um, I want to say a hearty welcome to Ms. Jackie Johnson. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? So thank you for hanging in there with me. And it's a little unusual program here. Um, I'm, I'm filling in for... I'd let everybody know, filling in for uh, Ms. Fran McNeil. And uh, my name is Everaldo Gallimore. So uh, let me start off uh, with you, Ms. Johnson. I start off with everybody else. And uh, by asking you, what attracted you to ITSMF and what keeps you actively involved? Yes. So let me um, just say that I am uh, the Corporate Information Security Director from Procter & Gamble. And I've been right. with the company 26 years um, and have oh. a variety of clients in IT. And mm -hmm. so in terms of what attracted me to ITSMS, as you know, um, ITSMS is a national organization. Um, with their, our goal is to prepare African-American IT professionals for senior-level responsibility. And so we mm -hmm. do that career development, mentoring, and networking. And so I was um, – ITSMS has helped me in my career – uh, when I first uh, joined, I was what they call a part of the protege program, where I got um, mentored by uh, a CIO, um, African-American CIO. I got um, development, um, a part of development workshops, um, and I got a lot of networking. And six months after I was in that program, I graduated from that program, I moved from associate director to director. And so... Um, what I wanted to do when I joined the organization was to give back, and so I became a mentor um, for others seeking to uh, progress in their career within the organization and also participate in ITSMS. Hmm. Okay, thank you for that. And um, so also, so what, what led you to pursuing a career in information, uh, the information and security field? Yes, yeah, so um, at Procter & Gamble, um, the IT folks rotate, and we work for different businesses. So um, I've worked for the sales organization, supply chain, finance, um, infrastructure, uh, IT, more technology organizations, and up against marketing and commercial business. So every so many years, we rotate to different assignments. So this really is an assignment for me, and I've been in it for 18 months. 
and it'll go for about um, you know three to four years, and then I'll move to another um, role within uh, Procter and Gamble. And so uh, it's just an opportunity for me to see a different part of um, the business. And with respect to information security, I'm learning a, a ton of skills that if I wanted to pursue this as a profession in terms of career path, um, I'd have to work for another company, which I'm not planning to do. But <laughs> I, it would set me up to be able to have that career path as well. Mm. Okay. So what can IT leaders and managers attracted attract and retain uh, talent, such as high school or college students, um, under utilizing an, an unemployed, and un, un, college students are underutilized and unemployed, so that the IT industry has an increased commitment to perform and uh, performance and involve, involvement. And so what we really have to do as an IT profession is to reach out to um, the high school students, the college students, and really share with them the many facets of IT because you can actually go into a number of different fields within IT. And we need to share that with them. We need to also understand what their interests are and um, help show them what IT field will link to their interests and skills. And then we've got to give them internships so that they get real-life experience in the IT profession. Um, and that will allow them to um, really see if this is the field they want to be in and help grow and learn and figure out um, what they want to do. And then finally, um, when we hire them, we've got to give them the, the right role and, and responsibility. So really give them something that they're accountable for, that they feel like they own, can use their creativity and all of their skills to really make a difference for the business. Hmm. So what trends in IT will impact IT professionals in 2013? So um, mobile devices will continue to explode and mobile applications. Um, so the consumer uh. is looking for um, more and more applications to, to deal with their daily lives, and they want to be able to do it in a in a, in a way that they can get easy access to. And everybody generally, more and more people have smartphones um, and they want to be able to do their business locally on their application. So there will be more and more demand for writing mobile applications. Cloud computing will continue to expand. Um, it will help companies in terms of flexibility with respect to development of applications at uh, potentially a lower cost. Um, it'll help um, offset them having to have their own infrastructure. They can contract that out with um, infrastructure as a service. So cloud computing will continue to explode. And then finally, as we get as we digitize um, all parts of a business, we have lots of data. And so analytics is going to be extremely important to take that information that we're going to get from all across the company or um, all across different organizations and to be able to turn that data into information that produces actionable insights. So analytics will help us with insights to the masses of data that we will have access to. Wow, this is impactful stuff. Thank you. Um, so in the remaining minutes, please share one final thought for our BDPA members and uh, audience. Yeah, what I would say is, uh, one, is that the IT field is an exciting field and it's extremely important, as our, our previous guest mentioned, to really make sure that you learn all you can about it, get the certifications, stay on top of the, 
um, emerging technologies. But then the other thing I would add is make sure that you're well-rounded in terms of how does a business operate. Because one of the things you have to be able to do is to be able to connect the dots between how can technology really deliver and help a business reach its objectives. And so technology is always fast and, and, uh, and exciting and wonderful, but for a company, it's important that we articulate how that technology can really drive their business um, at the mm. end of the day. Wow, impactful. Well, that was Jackie Johnson. Thank you so much, Jackie, for uh, giving us that insight and um, uh, explaining what keeps us involved and 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 what what impacts will what will impact uh professionals in 2013 that's that's great so thank you again uh miss Jackie Johnson and um okay well and and that's our that'll be our wrap up for our show so i want to for Fran McNeil and myself Everaldo Gallimore thank um you Jackie uh Mr. Perry Carter and uh, Craig Brown, thank you very much for all, um, for everyone, uh, for everyone joining the show, and um, and uh, all wishing everyone have a good, good evening and safe, uh, safe week. Okay, well, thank you, and again, that wraps up our, uh, that wraps up our, our show for this evening. Okay, so thank you all once again, and good night. Good night. Thank you, Mr. Gilmore. Okay, okay. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. BBPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IP entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BBPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BBPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community, BBPAI Radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.